What does meaningful work look like to you? Do you remember the moment you found your sense of purpose? Landon Jennings dedicated herself to a career serving others after she went through a really hard time in her life. One day in grade 9, she heard her name called over the school's PA system, with instructions to go to the principal's office. When she arrived, she found her mom waiting for her, along with the police. That day, Landon recalled memories she'd tried to repress. Her best friend had been abusing her for the last two years. More victims had been identified, and Landon's best friend was going to be charged with aggravated assault. From there, Landon had to figure out how to cope with the trauma and rebuild her life. It took time and resilience, but today, her experience motivates her to help others through her work as a fundraiser and community builder. Landon is a two-time Waterloo alumnus with degrees in legal studies and sociology. She works at St. Paul's University College at Waterloo, and she's with me today to talk about her journey. I'm Claire Mastrangelo, and this is Uncharted, Warriors in the World. Hi, Landon. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, no problem. I'm happy to be here. So I'm really excited to share your story. I think it can help a lot of people. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time here, but I would like you to take me back to that day that you were called to the principal's office. Can you tell me a little more about it? Yeah, um, so that was back uh, in grade nine. Um, I was 14 years old at the time. That was probably one of the hardest days of my life. Um, so back then they had the old fashioned PA systems where if they needed you go down to the office or the guidance counselor or something like that, they would call your names on the PA system. So my name was called um, along with some other people at the time that were involved. So we kind of got the sense when we arrived at the principal's office, the commonality of why we were all there. Um, and then the principal came out and told us that um, we were going to have to share our story of what happened uh, with my good friend at the time. Um, and our parents were already in separate rooms in the offices, and we were going to have to come share it with them. And uh, your best friend at the time, he, he was charged with aggravated assault. Yeah, yeah, he was charged with aggravated assault and um, some other counts um, with the other people that were involved at the time. And you were going to have to be a witness at the trial, you were told. Yes, yeah, so we didn't actually know that until the first thing that happened after that was um, we had to do, uh, the police had to investigate what happened, so we had to go share our stories. Um, and then it, it took several, several months after that where we got um, papers in the mail um, that said that we were going to be witnesses at the trial. Um, and then after that, I was put into contact with the Child Witness Centre um, as a group that could help navigate us through the court process. And what were you feeling at that time as you were going through all that? I think it took, I, I would even say it took me like almost 10 years to kind of realize how traumatic that experience was for me because at the time I was trying so hard to ignore my feelings and emotions about what was going on and just trying to be the strong one. Um, so I ended up burying a lot of what I was experiencing. Um, but the Child Witness Center was a place for me where I kind of felt like I had a safe place to go, at a place where I could ask these questions that I didn't want to tell my mom I, I wanted to know and um, didn't want to tell the police officers or people that were involved in the investigation. I sure didn't want to tell anybody at school because I had a lack of trust in them um, at that point. People kind of made up their own version of what happened. And... Ever since um, that moment that I went back to school after the situation happened, I kind of made the decision that I was going to get good grades, I was going to go to my classes, um, I was going to do the bare minimum, probably not make a lot of friends in high school, 
but I was going to get out and I was going to get to university and that was my goal um, and I made it. Um, so my acceptance into the University of Waterloo was a very exciting day for me. And you enrolled in environment and business, is that right? Yeah, I did. Um, so that one too, that was a, a later reflection when I, when I think back, when I start sharing these experiences with others that I pick that degree not being super interested in sustainability or anything, but maybe something that I could go into and study that would be quite far away from the traumatic experiences that I went through. Um, I wouldn't be studying any type of like law or sociology or anything like that. I'd be studying something that's environmental and business oriented. So I'd be away from that. So I thought I could build this brand of this new me and not have to ever talk about what I went through again. And no one would know. But then what happened in that first year? Because it felt, it sounded like maybe there was something else that needed to happen for you. Yeah. Um, So my first year of university was a really, really great year. Um, Actually, I was kind of able to do that. I was able to meet a lot of new friends. Um, I got involved. I had really good grades. Um, Professors started noticing me as like this very good student. um, And I was happy. Um, I thought I did kind of like finally find my place. And I didn't have to be that person that I was in high school anymore. Um, And nobody knew that version of me. Then it was my second year of university that um, I started going through many changes in my life. Um, one of the biggest ones was um, I was in a very long-term relationship at the time that went all the way through high school, and um, that that ended. Um, and then it gave me time to kind of reflect on my life at that point. And when I started reflecting on my life, I started reflecting on this traumatic experience that I went through back in grade nine. And it was just crazy to me because it was 2014, 14, 15. It was so many years after this had happened that I actually started thinking about how it impacted me. And that just opened up a whole big can of worms for me. Yeah. And then we, we were chatting before and uh, you'd mentioned to me that, um, you know, you'd, you'd gone back into counseling and um, gotten uh, yeah. taken a closer look at what was going on. So what was going on at that point? Yeah. Um, so while I started thinking about all these experiences that I went through, um, I think what, yeah, what happened was first so I was taking five courses at the time and I ended up dropping down to three because that was a recommendation by one of my advisors at the time. So why don't you try taking less of a load while you're trying to go through all this? And I was like, no, that makes sense. I'll do that. And then um, at a recommendation from health services that why don't you try some group counseling sessions? We can get you into some single counseling sessions, but they also warned me about how funding is a little difficult at the school. So um, they can probably get you a few, um, but you might have to work out another method after. I said, okay, that makes sense to me. Um, And then they also recommended that I try to talk to some of the professors um, in the courses that I was still in, um, see if I could work out a plan to try to hand in some of my assignments late to try to help me through and manage a little bit. So I did all those things. But when you're going through uh, like bouts of depression, and at the time for me it was later diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, so I I don't know what changed one day, um, but I, I decided whatever I was going through was too much for me. Um, so it was actually the day I was supposed to go write a final exam in one of my three courses that I was taking. And I went online and quest, hit the withdrawal button of all my classes. 
and um, then I was supposed to fail three courses. I was very fortunate um, after that when I started taking a step back and taking a break from school and working out everything that um, the counselors on campus and my professors were able to work at the registrar's office and take away the fails on my transcript and move them to withdrawals so that I could still have a fairly nice transcript when I went back to school um, and that actually gave me the opportunity to go to grad school and explain myself a little bit better. So you came back, you took some time off. Yeah. Um, and during that time you thought about what you wanted to, what you wanted to do, what your next steps were going to be. Can you tell me a little bit about what did you realize while you were taking that time off? Yeah. Um, I think I realized that I could try my best to step back from my trauma and hide from it and be as far away from it as I could, but for some reason it's going to keep coming back because it kept coming back. So I enrolled in some counseling um, outside of campus. I also uh, enrolled in personal training so that I was able to uh, bring activity back into my life. And then I also, for some reason, was inclined to volunteer again. So I reached out to the Child Witness Center and I asked them if I could come volunteer. I kind of told them a little bit of a background that I was their client many years ago and that I'd like to come back and give back to the organization. And to this day, the person who interviewed me at the time were quite good friends and she said it was like one of the best days ever. It was so exciting for her that a client wanted to come back and give back to the organization because that rarely happens. A lot of the times when people go through these traumatic experiences, especially as youth, you just bury it in the back of your head and you don't want to ever share with anyone that this stuff happened to you. But I was kind of different because I wanted to. Um, and then I thought, why would I be in a program where I'm studying sustainability when this is where I feel passion for. So I switched into um, legal studies. I kept my business portion of my degree because I was able to transfer a lot of the credits I earned um, for my first year. So I ended up uh, graduating from the University of Waterloo with an honors degree in arts business legal studies. And then I minored in sociology, which is still funny to me because it was never my intention to do that, but it worked out very well for me. Hey everyone, we're taking a quick break from our conversation to tell you about some of the ways you can advance your own career with services from Waterloo. As an alumnus, you can access complimentary career advising sessions, search alumni job postings on Waterloo Works, and get a discount on professional development courses and certificates. To learn more, visit uwaterloo.ca alumni and click on Benefits and Services, or simply follow the link in the show notes. Okay, we're back. And so what did you do after you got those degrees? So after I got um, those degrees, um, a lot of people assumed that I was going to go to law school. Um, including you. Including me. I did. Um, I was kind of always convinced that was the right path for me. Um, and then while I was in the process of studying for the LSATs in my final year um, and getting ready to apply to graduate studies, um, I struggled a lot so I really started reflecting, is law school right for me? Am I going to be able to achieve what I wanted to do? So what I ended up doing, because I struggled so much with that, was I contacted the Career Center 
um, at, at the University of Waterloo. And I use their services a lot at that point in my life. So I really recommend it to anyone. Um, and they actually said to me, why don't you contact a lawyer and kind of have a chat with them and see about like their day in their life and see if, if that is what you want to do. So I thought that was a good idea. Um, and I did. And then I kind of realized, no, it's a lot more paper pushing, less advocacy um, and less time in court than I'd want to be. So I'm not sure if that would achieve the goals that I want in my life. So at that point, I decided um, I didn't want to pursue law school anymore. Um, so I had to think of something else. Um, so somebody mentioned to me social work. And I thought, that's an interesting idea. I've never thought of being a social worker before, but I do have an interesting story. And I heard that people with interesting stories tend to end up in places like social work. So I thought it might be a good fit for me. Um, so that's actually what I applied for. Um, in my final year. And I got into social work at Western University uh, for their two-year MSW. Meanwhile, you had a sociology professor tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, you know, yeah. you have this other option. I did. Um, so that's, that's a great thing about the University of Waterloo. Um, they like to keep their students. Um, so I was lucky because I situated myself in a way that a lot of the professors in my department at the time knew who I was. Um, they knew I was a fairly good student, so they tapped a few of us on the shoulders and said, you know, come to this info session, maybe you want to do your master's here. And I thought about it, and I applied, and I got accepted, but I didn't choose it at the time, um, because I thought social work was kind of the right route for me, um, at that point. <laughs> and then what did you find once you got there into that social work program? Yeah, um, so... I went to London for about three and a half months. Um, at first, the program seemed like it was going pretty well. Um, but then we got into this one course, um, and it was a direct practice course where we had to counsel each other. And a lot of the counseling sessions, although they weren't supposed to be real, ended up being more real than you expected. And for me, it brought out a lot of trauma and I just spent so much time overcoming the obstacles that I did um, with everything that I went through. And I finally felt like I was in a good place. So then I had to reflect back and think, can I do this social work program anymore? Can I be in a situation where people are going to come to my office and tell me traumatic situations and I'm going to have to help them through it? Am I going to be able to do that? And after reflecting on that, I, I realized that I couldn't. So I ended up leaving the program. Um, I did tell the coordinators and some uh, of my classmates why I left. Um, they commended me with the courage that I had to be able to say that I couldn't do that um, and that I was leaving for good reason. Um, and then I actually reached out to uh, the sociology department at the University of Waterloo, um, basically told them what happened and said, would you take me back into the program? <laughs> um, and I remember getting an email back that said, well, like, that's kind of a funny question because no one's ever asked us if you could, like, get reaccepted in the program kind of midway through the first year, but we'll check on that. And I thought, this is great. Um, my family, as a side note, kind of thought I was crazy for doing that because they were like, I don't think they're going to do the land. And I was like, well, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, so I'm going to ask. Um, 
And then shortly after, probably a few days after I did that, um, got an email back that said they had a committee meeting and they said I can come back to the program as long as I resubmitted an application in time. So um, again, I was lucky that I had made these fairly good connections on campus that my professors were more than willing to resubmit what they submitted for me. And then I came to Waterloo back in January 2018. And uh, your master's program was a co-op program, and you had a very um, significant first placement. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the reasons why um, this master's program attracted me was because I wanted to be part of the co-op program. Um, I wasn't part of the co-op program uh, during my undergrad degree, and I kind of felt like I was missing that job experience that I could have gotten. And that was a choice that I made back then. So I thought this was a good opportunity. Um so I applied to several jobs. One of the first jobs that I saw and applied to, and it was always my number one choice, um, was the United Way campaign coordinator on campus. So every year, the University of Waterloo runs this big United Way campaign, um, and then they hire a co-op student for eight months to kind of help run that campaign. I was like, this is a great opportunity. Um, so I remember being super nervous for that interview as well because I really, really wanted the job. <laughs> Um, so then after the whole process and, um, we got matched, I was so happy. Um, yeah, that was, that was a good experience for me. (laughs) When did you tell them why you want, why it was such a good fit for you? Yeah. Um, so I explained to them a little bit of like my background. They didn't know my story at the time. I explained to them, I understood United Way and I volunteered with different organizations that were part of United Way. But it was when we were uh, preparing for our uh, campaign launch lunch um, that one of the girls in the committee said it'd be really cool if we could have a student that would share their story of actually using some sort of community resource that United Way supports because then it would bring this full circle picture to why we should po- support the United Way campaign at the university and then I kind of sat there and I was getting nervous and I could like feel myself like getting like hotter and like sweating a little bit and they're kind of like looking at me and I was like well I can help you (laughs) and I was like for the first time in my life I remember being so sure that that was the moment that I could finally share what happened because I was in a place in my life that I had overcome the negative experience of that story and I was able to show others at that point that you can go through these traumatic things but still become somebody else from that. What was it like for you to open up in such a public way? So that's funny to me because I remember after um, a few of the committee members came up to me and I got a lot of positive comments after that. And they, one of them said, I remember, you didn't even look nervous. And I said, oddly enough, I wasn't that nervous because it finally felt like that was like my purpose. I was supposed to be up there in front of everybody at that moment sharing this story. And it felt good to see everybody else in the room watching me, not fiddling with anything, dead silence, just listening. And at that moment, I realized that I could have an impact with what I went through and it could be positive. So I wasn't that nervous. I was happy. Would you say then that was the moment you decided fundraising was the career path for you? Not exactly. Um, So I loved being part of the campaign. Uh, I started being asked by United Way to then be an impact speaker 
where I was able to share my story with multiple organizations. And they were always it was so exciting for me to do that. Um, just a lot of people had so much gratitude for me, um, sharing my experiences. And then people on campus started asking me. And then I started realizing maybe I want to be within this field where I'm doing this stuff that I like, but I can also help other people and help other people that have interesting stories. And then I started realizing advancement and alumni relations allows you to do that. So what do you think um, is the most rewarding part of the work that you do now? I think every, I, I love, I love working on campus. I love being back on campus, but I think it's more rewarding when you're able to communicate with others the things that your department or unit that the university as a whole is doing and share these unique stories of how money that somebody donated was able to help someone reach their potential. Could help them reach their full potential, could help them inch forward, but donations help and stories help prove that. Landon, you've been through so many different steps along your journey to where you are now. Do you ever wish you'd found your career path sooner? That's an interesting question. Um, but I would, I would say no. Um, I would even say when people ask me, like, do you wish that what you went through back in grade nine never happened? And I always say no, because if it didn't happen to me, then I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you. Um, I probably wouldn't be working at the University of Waterloo. I probably would have picked a completely different degree, perhaps stayed um, in an environmental degree. So I think it kind of paved my path in a way. And all the avenues that you explored just eventually led you here, helped you find what you were meant to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. Landon, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you so much for coming to the studio with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be able to share my experiences with you. Thank you. Just a quick note before we go, we talked about some difficult topics today. If you're struggling with your mental health and you're part of Waterloo's campus community, you can find resources to help you at uwaterloo.ca slash campus wellness. If you need help right away, contact someone you trust, go to the nearest hospital or safe place, or call a local helpline. Remember, you're not alone. Please ask for help if you need it.